Good morning. Good morning. Are we good? Are we on? Are we good? Wow. Good morning. Well, 10 o'clock has snuck up on us this morning. I don't know if, uh, if it snuck up on you, but it snuck up on us. But we're very, very glad that you're here this morning. My name is John Arelli. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's an honor to have you with us this morning as we worship together. Thanks for taking this time, you who are online, you who are in person, you who are in the car running late because you slept in too much. We understand. Uh, so we, we begin every morning with a sense of expectation uh, for what God could do. So would you just pray with me? Uh, God, we welcome you in this place. Our, our whole mission is to welcome you into all of life. Uh, so we ask that this moment, this, this hour would be a time where we just reset in, in, in our character and in our heart towards what it means to welcome you into all of life. We say, come Holy Spirit. We open the doors of our hearts this morning. Just do what you want, God. Have your way this morning, we ask, in Jesus' name. Let's worship together. Good morning. So, the theme today is faithfulness. I just want to invite you into that. All of our songs are dealing with God's faithfulness in one way or the other. And I just want us to dedicate ourselves back to him because we know he's faithful. We're not leaving ourselves up to him or chance or fate or destiny. But we have a great God who never fails. It might look different than what we want. <laughs> I've had a crazy week, so I invite you into this. I invite you into my brain. I pray that you would just settle my nerves, get us going. Okay, Father, we love you. In your name, amen. Okay, nothing can separate. Nothing can separate. There we go. Nothing can separate, even if I ran away.
my confidence is your faithfulness and I will rest in your promises my confidence is your faithfulness I will rest in your
Two and a half billion 
are Christian believers today, Lord. All because of this sacrifice, Lord, of what it did to this world, the light that it brings to each of us, even here now, Lord. This communion here today is for all that believe in Jesus Christ. And so I want to remind you that if we need to look and examine ourselves before we share in the body and blood of Christ. Even as David looked, he said, people cannot see their own mistakes. So don't let me commit secret sins. Don't let me do what I know is wrong. Don't let me, don't let sin control me. If you can help me, I can be pure and free from sin. David said, may my words and thoughts please you. Lord, you are my rock. The one who rescues me. In Luke 22, it is written, When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. And Jesus said, I have been, your, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And then he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. And then he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. And he took some bread and he gave thanks to, he gave, he took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it into pieces and he gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance to remember me. And after supper, he took another cup of wine and he said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people in agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. So let us take our bread. Father, we give thanks to you. We give thanks to you, Lord, for this bread, which represents your body, is broken for us. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me and proclaim, let us eat together. Now let us take the bread together. as we prepare our cup let us give thanks to God for the blood of Jesus poured out for us on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins that we might stand boldly with two and a half billion people on this earth proclaiming that Jesus is Lord share with me
Father, we thank you so much for this time to be in your presence. We thank you so much, Father, for the power of the faith in us. It's like God muscle. And it just makes us stronger in how we see the world. Help us, Lord, to be good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. scriptures where Saul was tormented and he couldn't find rest. He felt lost. Um, he separated himself from God because of misdeeds. And the only thing that could comfort him was when David came and played for him and he worshiped God. And it didn't matter Saul's disposition. It didn't matter what place he was in. You know, when the presence of God came in worship, it soothed him gave him peace and so I don't know if anybody here is tormented by something maybe there's something that you can't forgive yourself for remember it's, it's not you God is here he's already forgiven you he's already paid the price and that's what we're singing here is great are you Lord so I just like for us to sing that that bridge again we're, we're going to shout his praise we're going to proclaim his greatness over our lives over our families just let go of whatever it is that you're holding on to.
trespasses, Lord, you are greater. Great are you, Lord. Greater than any insecurity, you are greater. for this time together and the fact that you meet with us in this place. We praise you for your mighty and worthy. Meet with us here today in your name. Amen. We will have announcements. Bruce, would you join us? Okay. Well, thanks, Destiny, and good morning, everyone. Good morning, Mission Vineyard. Uh, my name is Bruce. Um, I see a lot of new faces here, so um, just really honored to see you guys. Um, just be part of this and worship with us. Um, um, if you are first time come, um, we have some gift for you. It's a bag, uh, some mana bag, basically some essentials for people on the street that were just you know drive around, put in your car, and you can give it to them um, as a way that we serve back to the community. Uh, we also have a uh, connection card. Uh, if you just fill out whatever uh, information you feel comfortable to do, uh, if you give us the email address, then we can give you the newsletter we have every week. Uh, we have some, um, yeah, this is uh, what is it like. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, if you look for Arlita, then she'll, she'll be able to provide you all this. Um, small groups. So uh, this church has, we have so many different small groups. We have, like, you know, uh, we have a worship circle, we have men's group, women's, uh, we have prayer. We some, t some of them meet online or in person. You can find all of the information from the small group, missionmere.org. Um, and I encourage you to do so because, yeah, there's like so many. There's different filters. It's actually fun to play. Um, next, uh, church events. We have next Sunday, we're going to do a church picnic. Um, yeah. So church picnic, um, I think we, yeah, we do have a slides for all the details here. Um, so it's going to be across the street to the park. And um, if you want to serve, like we need some like volunteer to like running drinks or uh, set up, um, you can find Arlita, uh, which is the lady like, waving hands in the back. Of, um, um, but yeah, you can find her for all the details. Um, last one, um, if you like what we're doing um, and if you want to support us financially or just feel like God's uh, calling, uh, we have different ways to... Um, uh, you're able to do so. Uh, you can give it a drop the box somewhere, I think in the back. And you can also uh, visit the uh, give.missionvineyard.org. Uh, we're going to just uh, to support this. Uh, so we just really appreciate that all your support, and it's really, it means a lot to us. And then it's a way, give us a resource we can uh, give away uh, to the community. So just pray really quick. Uh, so Lord Jesus, just uh, thanks for all the people that come here. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just open our hearts um, just to receive and more of what you plan for us today. And I'm just thankful for all the resources that we will be able to have so we will be able to give back to the community. Um, and just, um, yeah, we love you a lot, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We love you a lot, Jesus. Yeah, you clap for Bruce. He's awesome. I'm, I'm looking at my camera people to look, am I in the right place? Am I not in the right place? I need to move over more. I'm going to move over more. Because you online people, we, we care for you a lot. We want to make sure this looks good. Because everything's distracting when you're online. Ever been online and you're trying to watch something and you're like, 
oh, that's, that's out of place. And you go, oh, never mind about Jesus. I'm just focused on that one thing. Never mind what the pastor says. Who knows what that's, you know, you're going to say and uh, get all distracted by that. Are we okay? We're good? Online people, we love you. Thanks for joining us online. Can we clap for all the online people? We're thankful that you're there, that you've stayed committed. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's amazing for all of you that are here. There's still another 20-something online that are continuing every week to, to try to stay connected to the community in the midst of all this. So thank you so much for those who are, are trying to remain faithful. We're not the only church that's doing this. We realize that, like, we're one church in a whole movement of the kingdom of God continuing to try to worship God in community. I want to introduce to you, if you haven't already known yet, we are one of the core sponsors of what the Vineyard calls, we're in a whole group of churches, like 3,000 churches all around the world. Uh, so we're one that's focusing on uh, the country of Argentina. Uh, it was just 10 years ago that we had one church in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, a Vineyard church there, and then it closed. And just as that happened, uh, a church planter was called from Tennessee and moved there. And then a church planter rose up from Santiago, Chile and moved over to Cordoba. And then a church planter three hours north of Buenos Aires said, uh, God, I feel like you're calling me to be a vineyard church, but he never heard of the vineyard before. So he Googled vineyard churches, looked up the values, translated it from English to Spanish and said, okay, God, I guess we'll be this kind of church. Had all these values in mind and then found out that there was a whole vineyard movement happening somewhere else and got in touch with us. So because we just started praying as a church for God to invite us into to partnering with other churches around the world, God started building churches up, raising up church planters. And now in Mendoza, uh, a wonderful couple in Mendoza actually started renting a space and opened up a cafe that would be the space for their church. Mark and Karina Young and then here, Vigno Reconciliacion, uh, north of Buenos Aires, they've actually planted three churches out of their one church. They're starting across the border in Uruguay. They're just moving, blowing, and going, and continuing to, to share the gospel. There's Ezekiel in the, in the bottom corner. He's on the radio now, just trying to do everything they can in the midst of COVID, because Argentina has had some different requirements there. there. There he is with his beautiful family. Those boys are amazing and uh, bringing in some different testimonies from, from what's going on there. Um, and then in Cordoba, uh, Jorge and Dulce and their kids have started like this online game show on Facebook. And they're hilarious, amazing. I just, all I want to do is participate with their Facebook like game show that they do. And that's how they're starting their church, with this game show, and also inviting all of their friends that aren't a part of the church to buy a gift for a child. They did this for Kids Day. In Argentina, they have Kids Day, and then they do it for Christmas as well. They call it One Present More, Un Regalo Mas. And so they have gathered sometimes 100 presents, sometimes 500 presents for kids that don't get presents. And that's how they're starting their church. They're just inviting people that aren't in churches to buy presents for kids who need them, and that's what they do. They have the online game show and lots of presents for kids all the time. Isn't that um, awesome, amazing? There's uh, Dulce there, and I just, I just love this family that's just said yes to Jesus, uh, and they're all bivocational. So Jorge works in a hospital doing uh, the back end... Um, uh, uh, computer systems. 
and Ezekiel does other handyman work, and Mark and Karina, they retired and sold all of their stuff in Tennessee, sold everything they had and moved to Argentina. Now, Karina was born there, so it was like they moved back, but um, there's just some beautiful, beautiful things in Argentina thanks to you. You don't even know it, but like we dedicate so much of our, our budget every year. Uh, like for Jorge, I said, Jorge, us as a family, we just want to partner with you in one regalo mas. He said, don't. We've got too many. But what you can do is pray for us. So I want to do something a little bold this morning. If any of this has like sparked your heart a little bit, I believe that that's the Lord. That's not all of you. I just want to let you know. There is somebody here that like your heart's going, oh Lord, I need to be involved in this somehow. I don't know how. I want you to follow Jorge's lead. You don't need to go there, although there's a trip from another church that's going in November. Uh, we hope to go later soon. Um, but you can begin to pray. And I would really love for somebody in this church to say, or a couple of people, actually, I think that there's two people here. I brought stickers for you. Um, they're from, we had a, a national conference last week, and this is just what they put in bags, and it's really fun, but I thought it'd be a fun reminder. I think there's two people here, and I, I would love for you to just say, if you are this bold and you're saying, this is touching my heart, I need to begin praying for Jorge and Dulce and Ezekiel and Mark and Karina and all of them, would you just come up and get this bag of stickers? And it's a weird thing to do, but I just feel like this is what God's up to. Is there somebody? Two people, I think? Your heart's sparking? Randall, one more. I think there's just one more that's going, I know I'm supposed to be praying for them. Come on, Joe. And I just think, yeah, look at you dodging the, the video. That's great. Uh, and I'd encourage you that as these churches continue to develop, as God continues to move, that we would pray. So can we just pray right now? Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for how you're moving, how your kingdom is moving in growing up and developing churches. And that, God, we get to learn from these churches in Argentina, and, and they get to learn from us, and they pray for us, and we pray for them. You're, you keep continuing to grow family, especially in the vineyard, and we just say thank you. And we ask your blessing on them, Lord. Each strengthen them, give them wisdom, guide them uh, as Argentina continues to open up in some different ways, negotiate what it means to be a church in this season. Guide them and bless them, we ask in Jesus' name. I feel like there was somebody, one of you was scared, like, oh, Lord, I'm not going to say yes to getting stickers because I know you're calling me to something bigger in my life, and, and I don't want to say yes yet. That's okay. That's okay. God is continuing to just, he's, there's seed going out. Um, there's, there, there was a family that I met in Cordoba that's not attached to um, Jorge and Dulce's church. They're on the other side of Cordoba, and they said, they called me on WhatsApp. They said, we really feel like God's calling. Like, would you start praying? We want to support some church planters to start a vineyard with us here on the south side of Cordoba. And I went, okay. It's like, so God's going to do it. Just pray for us for a new church planter. All right. And uh, I got, just God's on the move. And so it's just a joy to be involved in what God's up to. Speaking of churches and what God's up to, how many of you just loved being with Pastor Roberto last week? Do you remember Pastor Roberto? You did like him? He was great. Yeah, what was his name? Okay. He's so fun. He was, I love Pastor Roberto and Pastor Maria. I hope Pastor Maria continues to, to heal up. 
uh, we are uh, continuing to uh, partner with them in any way we possibly can as they had to close down for COVID for a month, um, but soon they'll be back serving the homeless and uh, they all, uh, partnering with the San Antonio Food Bank to serve those who need groceries. I'm just really, really thankful to be able to be partnering with other churches. It's not just about us. It's the kingdom of God going forward. So here's our series. It's a command from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. It's a command, and if it's a command, we should probably pay attention. Anywhere I see uh, uh, commands, I, 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 I look to, be, to pay attention well. Always be joyful. Always. But John, I didn't get enough sleep last night. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I'm going to read it one more time. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Randall started our series out a couple weeks ago, and, and God was leading him to say to us, well, if, it's, if that's our command, how do we do it? We should say so. How do we say so? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so in Psalm 107. Last week, Pastor Roberto, by the grace of God, God saved him out of addiction twice. By the grace of God, we should be thankful and recognize. And you all wrote down different ways that God led you. By God's grace, you have been saved. And we were thanking God for that. Our whole point in the series is recovering what it means to have a grateful heart. It's plenty of ways we can be cynical. There's plenty of ways we can expect the least. But God's leading us to recover this grateful heart and to recover this lost art of gratitude where everywhere we go, we have the opportunity to be joyful and never stop praying. Today, we engage what it means to uh, recover this grateful heart by celebrating God's faithful love in our lives. This is from Psalm 107, verse 8. We got this gift of a, of a beautiful new translation of Psalm 107. And this verse is just striking. Let everyone give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love, for his phenomenal works for the descendants of all peoples. Let everyone give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love. His faithful love. We're called to celebrate God's faithful love even before we see something worth celebrating. We're called to celebrate even when what's going on is not worth celebrating. I hated high school. I hated it. I quit everything I possibly could in high school. I almost quit school. I quit band. I was a trumpet player, but I wasn't good enough and I didn't practice, so they moved me to trombone, because that's what you do when you play brass. You just move you down the line into a bigger mouthpiece, because you're not practicing enough to have the strength in your lips. 
And then when I wasn't good enough at trombone because I wasn't practicing that, they moved me to tuba. Can I tell you how cool it is in high school to be a tuba player? It's the coolest thing you can be. Not only was I a tuba player, but I was like an obsessive and probably like a little weird and nerdy follower of Jesus. Do you know that's the coolest thing, to be a tuba player, just a little bit overweight, and like a desperate follower of Jesus? In high school, that makes you like the most popular person. It It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, So I I hated high school. I hated high school. But the one thing I had was God's faithful love. I had no friends. Even the friends I had were like getting distance from me like I I smelled. Maybe I did. I probably smelled too. There, There was actually a middle school meme for me before there were memes. It was, it, was, it was, the meme could only be heard on, on the bus. It was Arelli Belly Jelly Smelly. So there probably was some distance happening because of my odor. But adolescence, what are you going to do? In any case, I hated it. But what I did have was God's faithful love. And so day after day, I would cry out to God. I would get angry. At times, I, I wanted to end my life. It was horrible. So in the middle of all that, I'm at church. Church is like, I'm I'm on fire for Jesus. I love Jesus so much, so much my friends don't like me at all. Because sometimes, hey, Christians, we're nerdy and annoying, right? Sometimes we are. It's okay. We're just trying to figure it out. But I began to memorize scripture. Because people around me, good, faithful people of God, were like, hey, if you really want to get to know God better, you should probably have some scripture in your heart. So why don't you memorize some? And if you don't memorize them, you should do some push-ups so that you remember it. So I learned how to do push-ups then too, which just helped everything in high school, I just have to say, uh, because I wasn't good at memorizing, but I could do push-ups. And then anyway, the first scripture I learned was from Lamentations 3. And it's been seated in my heart. It's actually become a life verse for me. I'm going to read around my favorite verse. I'll pick it out. Uh, But Lamentations is this, if you're good at vocabulary, Lamentations, it comes from the word lament. It's a a Latin word. It just, it comes from this place of looking at your situation and feeling like everything has gone wrong. It may be that you're a tuba player today, and and we'll give you some ministry uh, after church if you are. I'm being sarcastic. But Lamentations is written from this place. We think it's Jeremiah. We think it's during a time where Babylon has completely destroyed Israel. If you can imagine Jeremiah, who's like sought after the Lord, given his whole life for the Lord, and he's kind of sitting on this hill, looking over this city that's been completely ruined. Everything that he's given his life for, it's just absolutely shattered. People thought, why are you even there, Jeremiah? How could you, what are you doing? You're crazy. They, I mean, they distanced him. They really thought he was so dumb. They just, there were people that just abandoned him completely. 
And so we think he's writing this. It could be someone else that's in sort of the same situation, but we think it's someone like him. We think it may be him that's saying this. This is Lamentations chapter 3, verse 14. My own people laugh at me. Can we just stop there for a second? Who's got some people that have laughed at them before? Where you maybe did some, like, maybe you were stupid, or maybe you just got into a bad situation. My own people, my people. I've got this wonderful small group of people that are just coming to get to know Jesus, and one thing I hear most out of their mouths is, they came to my house and they disrespected my house. I'm like, wow, I've never had someone disrespect my house before. But like, think of it, like my own people disrespecting me. That's big. My own people laugh at me. All day long, they sing their mocking songs. And then he's talking to God. He's like, not afraid to be mean to God and like talk about how mean God is. He's filled me with bitterness and given me a bitter cup of sorrow to drink. Maybe you don't remember your adolescence when this is like what you sounded like. Some of you sounded like this this morning. Some of you are going through it, but maybe you don't even have the words. You've heard of the term, the bitter pill. This is where it comes from. He has made me chew on gravel and has rolled me in the dust. Like, eat dirt. This is what it means. This is where it comes from. He's looking over this place of investment and in his life and crying out to God because everything he's done, he's tried to do it right, and everything is done has ended up ruined. And people have looked on him and said, you're so dumb. I can't believe you did that. I told you so. Shame. Peace has been stripped away. I have forgotten what prosperity is. People going up to him saying, hey, remember the good old days? And he's going, what good old days? lost it all. Even the places I believe God was calling me to work, they're destroyed. I messed up. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and my homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Go and be blessed. No. 
There are plenty of churches, and I would love to be one, where you come and you just get like a super encouraging sermon, and hey, go out and win, because Christians are winners. Nuh-uh. Christians are those that are welcoming the faithful love of the Lord in the midst of their suffering. They know what it means. They know how to feel it. They know how to see it. Because in the midst of the misery, owning it, we don't jump above it. We don't go, oh, be happy. It's okay. God bless you. No, we welcome Jesus right in the midst of our pain. And we go, your faithful love is the only thing I've got. So you better be. We're honest. And because we're honest, we actually allow God to touch the thing that needs to be transformed. We actually wait in it long enough for God to go, I'm going to save you. I believe, this is how my life works, that I get into bad situations, whether it was in high school or yesterday. This is what really happens. I get into it. Sometimes it's my own drama. I'm Italian. It's okay. Some of y'all have your own drama. Welcome to the party. But every time I get seated in that place where I sound just a little bit like this guy, and I look at my life and I go, God, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. It's like my heart turns like a gem, like a prism. And the love of God that's always shined through gets to see me in a different way. I get to experience his love in a different way. Why? Because my heart's turned in my own suffering. There's a lie out there that says, as a Christian, you've got to be strong in the Lord, and woo! It means that we only get to experience God when we're happy. And God is so much deeper and wider and bigger than just our happy selves. Listen, this is a man of God being honest, and watch what happens. Faithful love is reliable when it looks like we're going to lose. That's on your sheet there if you want to follow along and be a good one. Don't worry, I'll help you fill out the rest of them. Faithful love is reliable when it looks like we're going to lose. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21, look what happens when his heart is turned and the love of God gets to face his actual suffering. Watch what happens. Yet I still dare to hope. The past paragraph isn't gone. God's just welcomed into it. The faithful love of the Lord in the midst of circumstance has not stopped. In the midst of pain has not stopped. In the midst of disappointment has not stopped. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. Say it with me. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. One more time. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. It never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. Imagine this guy. 
sitting on a hill, looking at destroyed Jerusalem, thinking, God, all of your promises, everything I've invested my life in, it's all gone. Everything, everybody thinks I'm crazy for trusting in you, for staying here, for sitting with you in the middle of it. They think I'm so dumb. And every morning he gets up and experiences a new mercy of God. Every day. Brand new. He's not living on old hopes. He's living on new faithfulness. Every morning. Faithful love that started long ago, that was involved with people long ago, that will continue far beyond him, Every morning, he receives from it. Every morning. It's not about what's happened, what's gone wrong. It's about God's faithful love, and he sits himself in it. Afresh, every morning, I say to myself, we don't do this very well, I say to myself. Can you imagine waking up in the morning? I say to myself, Self, <laughs> this is crazy. What, are you going to look in a mirror? This is weird. But here it is, and it changes his life. It's part of the experience of experiences his faithful love. The Lord is my inheritance. Jerusalem's not. All the hard work he did isn't. The Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him. To those who search for him. Imagine, just help, think of the picture. Maybe he walked down the hill with this, the Lord is my inheritance. Maybe he walks through the rubble, the blood-stained dirt. Maybe he's looking for something, some old scrolls that he might be able to save from what was destroyed. And in his heart, he's still able to say, the Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it's good. It's good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Faithful love demands a trust in God's ability to win. Part of this restoration of our hearts, this heart of gratitude that God wants to seed us with, it begins with a trust in the midst of the rubble that says, no, God can still win. He's going to win. I know I've seen my losses. I know I lost my job. I know I'm in pain. I know life doesn't look like the way I thought it was going to look like. I know I've got some work to do. God's going to win. Let me tell you, what would you rather have? Let me ask, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a Christian that's never sat with God in the rubble trying to give you advice about how the way you should, way you should go? Or would you rather a follower of Jesus that's been through the rubble with Jesus when you get in trouble? Which one would you rather I want someone who's willing to sit with me in my own rubble 
and see the hope of God. I want somebody who's been there with the Lord in pain that can say, I know you're in pain. I, ha- I got the worst text I think I've gotten the other day of a friend of mine who was beaten by her boyfriend, sending me pictures. Our cheery hearts of grin and bear it and go with the Lord and be blessed are not enough for a society that's sitting in their own rubble. Our hearts of gratitude cannot come from a place of evading our suffering. We are called to a faithful love that gives us a heart of gratitude in the places of our rubble so we can sit with those who are in the rubble. Because of God's faithful love towards us, we can extend his love to others. Because of God's faithful love, I'm gonna tell you something that that is a cost of this. Some of those bad relationships will go away. People say no to the call of Jesus all the time. They say no by continuing to go into their dating relationships or marrying people who don't love Jesus. They continue to, to fall off the wagon. And let me tell you, when we say yes to sitting with God in our rubble, and experiencing his faithful love, the bad relationships that have caused us to evade that suffering and evade the love of God, evade that prism of love that we can experience. When we sit with God, those bad relationships automatically start going away. If you're hungering that in your life, if you know you're in the rubble because of some bad relationships, God's faithful love will help you. And those who have sat with him will help you as well. Because of God's faithful love, he makes fruit out of unbearable circumstances. The cost to experiencing God's faithful love, it's being grateful and trusting when the circumstances are against you. We prayed in this small group. (laughs) My friend Miguel, he was out of a job. And these guys who had never prayed before, they all started praying for him. He had had no interviews. He's got a past, and so he's having a hard time getting a job. He'd have no problem telling that to you if he was here. The next week when we met together, he had 11 job offers. He started two jobs. God's faithful love makes fruit out of unbearable circumstances. We sat with him in the rubble of joblessness. We welcomed God's faithful love, and God showed up. Because of God's faithful love, he leads me to, move, to love the unlovable. We're often afraid of staying in the rubble with the Lord because we're not sure if we'll have the capacity. But I tell you, it's staying there with the Lord, experiencing his faithful love that gives us the grateful hearts to sit with others. We are wounded healers walking with the Lord, experiencing his love in our own wreckage and then handing that off to others, we have the testimony. Grateful hearts grow when we celebrate God's faithful love. So I want to lead you into a time right now of ministry. Worship team, you're welcome to come up. 
although my circumstances are this, God has been faithful. You've got a sheet in front of you. There's a cross in the back. And we're going to put on that cross some ways that God has been faithful. Although my circumstances have been this, God has been faithful in this way. I want us to take a moment and just allow God to say that. Some of you are going through it. And you've been going through it. And those are your circumstances. But in the midst, let's help God. Let's allow God. We can't help God. Let's allow God to speak to us. Help us develop this grateful heart, this heart of gratitude, this spirit. Although these are my circumstances, God has been faithful. And just name it. Maybe it's right now. In fact, right now, Holy Spirit, there are some people that haven't had the strength or capacity to sit with you. They didn't know you were God that was willing to do that. They thought that they had to clean themselves up before they came to you. We welcome you, Lord Jesus, into all of life. Would you show them your faithful love no matter what their circumstances are? Just take a minute. Just take a minute. what's going to happen is the worship team they've got a new song to teach us this morning I'm going to ask you to stand as you're done writing down whatever you're writing down there's going to be a prayer team here in this corner to receive you it may be that you don't have a faith that that actually is big enough for this kind of stuff I want to welcome you to welcome Jesus into all of life For those of you who need a faith that's bigger than what you have right now, would you pray with me right now? Lord Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry for the things I've done wrong. Thank you for dying on the cross with me, for me. So I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by the power of your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. I want to follow you. Be big enough. Be my faithful love today. If you've prayed that prayer, if you need to pray that prayer, if you need some help and courage, there's a prayer team here to receive you. Any physical, emotional, or spiritual need. Someone, that there's a, a couple of words they were praying for this morning that we had a whole team praying and they thought that maybe this was you or a couple of you. Someone that uh, you're just praying for the boldness to come to God for prayer. Well, let somebody pray for you for the boldness to come to prayer. Some of you are, uh, you men, I don't think this is for women, a need for the fellowship of men. This is for men. If, if any of these needs are particular to you, please just be obedient to the Lord. He's calling you out. Just come for prayer this morning. Any emotional, physical, or spiritual need. As you guys are done writing down how God's been faithful, would you tear that off? And in the back, there's a cross. There's already pins from last week. And go ahead and just take that pin off. Put a new pin on. 
pin that up on the board, and let's, let's celebrate God's faithfulness. Can we do that together? Let's celebrate God's faithfulness. Let's do that now. Stand with me. Start to pin up your stuff. Come for prayer, and the, the worship team's going to sing this new song over us. And when they're done, I'll come back and bless us to go. Thank you. 
Can we personalize this and say, you are Father? You are Father in heaven, my life, salvation. Oh, how good are you? My breath, almighty, before, behind me. How good are you? Oh, how good are you? Sing it again. My Father in heaven, the light of salvation. Oh, how good are you? The breath almighty before me, behind me. Oh, how good are you? How good are you? Thank you guys for the ones that have taken the courage to write these things down. For those that have took the courage to see a prayer team this morning. I'm just going to ask you to continue to have courage in the midst of where you are, and I want to bless you to it. So would you receive this blessing? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As you sit and receive God's faithful love right where you are, that your heart would grow more grateful for all that he is and all that he's done for you that that grateful heart developed out of his love would then flow into places that needed in the world. I bless you into the world with a heart of gratitude in places of need. Be filled with the Holy Spirit to this work, to receive him in the midst of your pain, in the midst of where you're at, to then give away a heart of gratitude, a grateful heart into the world in need. I bless you in Jesus' name. Go in peace. If he never did love you deeply, he's all I ever need. How good is he?